Welcome to the Awakening Podcast, where we have truth tellers, not whistleblowers, where we have facts, not conspiracy theories, the podcast with solutions. You can find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. I'm also on BitChute as Awakening Podcast. I have the Meditation Podcast, the Learn Polish Podcast, and the Speaking Podcast, and all can be found on freedombroadcasters.com. Today, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Romanian activists, a Forbes under 30 Europe. Please welcome Florin Badita. Badita, yeah. Adita. Thanks, Ray. Thanks. And uh, first, thanks for inviting me to the podcast. Yeah, no problem. I've, I've actually done a lot of research on what you're doing, and it's extremely impressive. So maybe you might just tell people who you are first in more detail. Yeah, so uh, I'm Florin Badita. I'm an activist. Uh, uh, data geek um, and a lot of different hats that I'm wear, but uh, mostly related, especially with the podcast, uh, I founded uh, in 2015, I founded a group called uh, Corruption Kills with the aim of showing that uh, corruption actually kills. And uh, uh, I started this group after a night fire killed 65 people, uh, including a friend of mine, uh, in a night fire because uh, in uh, this club which had uh, the official capacity of 80 people that were allowed uh, in that night there were over 400 people and only one exit so a lot of people were not able to evacuate and uh, there were controls that were done before but uh, because of corruption and things like that uh, they, they were still allowed to function and uh, and yeah tragedy happened and is that what kind of started your whole kind of fighting against this? Or were you kind of awake before that and realized uh, that there was something wrong? So my first time I, when uh, I kind of got uh, awake was like a long, long time ago, thinking it now, like in 2006, uh, when I was probably like 16 or 17 years old, uh, I was listening to rock music, like long hair and stuff like that. And uh, our parliament uh, decided to to enact a law, they wanted to pass a law that would not allow uh, me uh, to, to wear like uh, symbols that would offend the church. So you, it would become illegal to wear like a cross that was up in, uh, upside or other things like that because the church would be offended. And for me being like, I, I would not have been uh, able to listen to some of the music that I, I loved because of that law. So for me it was like, no, this is censorship. We just 17 years before we get a, we remove communism to for what now almost go, getting into the eu and we will start regressing back no i don't want that so i searched online and identified that somebody was organizing a protest uh, in front of the parliament uh, and i i contacted them and i was like hey i want to help tell me how i can help and uh, uh, we, and eventually we, we were around 50 to 100 volunteers that uh, we promoted this event and we had uh, 10 bands that uh, uh, song the, uh, that uh, played for free and around 5,000 people that participated there and uh, th this was a success because uh, after that the parliament uh, didn't push for that law. So this was my first kind of awakening moment. Uh, and after that, I, I was dormant for another four or five years. I, I didn't do anything with activism. I was like, okay, now I have a life. I'm young, I don't know, abusing different things because this is what we do. We try different things and yeah, we are young and careless. Uh, and uh, in 2011, then uh, uh, the, like the, I started also being on Twitter and other things like that. And, uh, there were the revolutions that were started to happening in, uh, Africa. There was a lot of dictatorship that were going down. And for me, it was like, in a way, frustrating that in Romania, nothing was happening. And in 2011, I saw a friend, uh, it wasn't yet a friend. I saw somebody that was like, Hey, let's meet at, uh, in the city center and do some protests regarding what is happening in Romania with some of the things that are happening and also to show solidarity with the people protesting in Tunisia and in other parts. And uh, I've, I participated in that protest we, and it was on the, 10th, uh, on the 10th of December when is the International Day of Human Rights. Uh, and um, or 10th of January, some one of them. Uh, and uh, the police come and they arrested all of us 
uh, they took us to to the police station they give us a fine and then we we were let go and then half of the people come back again to the city center uh, and the only like the protest that we were doing was just uh, we had like a4 papers and it, it was written liberty so we every person who has like an l or all of the words so for this simple act the police arrested us and this was like okay we we are living in democracy but what what is this this is not uh, that's not right and after that i started uh, becoming more involved in 2013 we had uh, Russia Montana where uh, our government wanted to allow uh, a private corporation to destroy four historical mountains to 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 extract gold from there and uh, that company was paying most of the television station in our country were on their payroll so we we were doing protests with like 20,000 30,000 people and the television were saying nothing it was like no this doesn't exist and luckily for them we had the internet and uh, eventually that uh, project did happen because of the pressure that the people protesting on the street did yeah well i i, I think once people realize how corrupt the media are and just hiding everything it's all over the world and you know to, to witnesses firsthand and um, when you were arrested were were they rough handling you or were they okay when when the police were arresting you during that time So uh, in the beginning like in 2011 and things like that the police were kind of brutes they they were uh, not uh, they were trying to put pressure and uh, especially because we we didn't have that much cameras then so if they would push you or they, they would give you something like that then like ah oh, no no we didn't or stuff like that so yeah they were abusing their power Uh, after some years they started being less or, or at least maybe with me because I was more I, I become more visible so they didn't uh, want to to yeah to have all of the press on them or stuff like that but with some of my friends even like two three years ago the they used force in 2017 um, they we had uh, some big protest uh, and then we had a lot of uh, police that abused the rights and then um, i think 2018 uh, uh, we had almost 300,000 people uh, protesting uh, against our government and the government used water cannons and tear gas in civil population uh, spraying uh, like almost the the whole square 200,000 people being sprayed where we had children we had old persons uh, and they were using tear gas and uh, yeah No, I don't he... think people realize the pressure from water cannons because they saw that when they done it in German re- recently people were seriously injured from the pressure from the water. Exactly, yeah, it's like like you you cannot you have to feel it to understand it. Yeah, it is. I mean, like we're seeing that around the world. You know there's something wrong when they're attacking peaceful protesters and you know when there's people smashing shops robbing shops burning shops there's nothing done to them but yet when you've people out there with their families elderly and they're getting tear gassed you know rubber bullets and and that i think that fuels people because they're you know deep down no matter what people think they ha- they go this isn't right you know they're not doing anything they're just trying trying to stand up for their rights what they believe in and they're getting you know bombarded so There's there's one of the things that I I really want to touch on today that I've looked at and it's the freedom of information that you have been doing. Yeah, I love the Fuelo. <laughs> <laughs> so you might explain exactly what it is because it's one thing today that I want people to understand and be able to do. So if you can tell people from the very start how we can get about this. Uh, sure. So I would first like start uh, a little introduction about the FOIA law, the Freedom of Information uh, Request Act, uh, as it's called in some countries. In others, I think it's the right to know. India and uh, probably some other ex-colonies of uh, UK, they are calling it the right to know. But basically, this is uh, a law that it it didn't. Uh, it started more fairly recently, like I think in the 60s around the 60s in the US and then it kind of spread currently around 120 countries around the world have this law and this law is really magical because this kind of in a way levels the playing field between you and the government because the government and this can be like the 
parliament or the government or local institution and everything they are um, they are kind of opaque they don't share that much at least in Romania but in other parts all and, over the world from everywhere I've seen it or, yeah. yeah probably unfortunately we don't have that much uh, transparency but these laws allows you as a simple citizen to ask them different things and this can be like usually uh, a lot of the people that uh, I was helping they usually have a local problem like let's say you you even have a curiosity or you want to know something maybe related to I don't know how many parking spa uh, spaces are in your town or if they are rented or different things like that and you can request almost everything if it's not a military secret and some other exceptions from the law and you can ask uh, the uh, uh, public authorities about that and uh, currently I send over 8,000 of them to 3,000 public institutions. I also developed a methodology that uh, allows us to transform the FOIA law kind of into an, into an API. So we can use it as, as an API to, to request from multiple uh, cities and then uh, to identify based on the average uh, sum that you will get. Uh, you mean by API so that people understand? Okay, so yeah, sure. Uh, so an API is uh, basically uh, currently like you send a request, you will get uh, reply back. Like these are actual replies from different different institutions that replied when I say to them like, hey, I want the answer by email. So and this is what they understand understand by email. They are still sending like written uh, letters. Uh, but coming back to your question of uh, using it as an API, I'm uh, instead of uh, you will craft an uh, Act FOIA request, an anti-corruption toolkit for Freedom of Information Request Act uh, request, which is a, a FOIA, a simple FOIA request. But uh, you you use a template, uh, and can I share my screen? Yes, if yeah, yeah, if yeah. it's also video because usually exactly, I'm expressing yeah, and, uh, yeah, just those. I mean. Uh, but you will need to make me a host. Yeah, yeah. One sec there now. And just those for that are listening, um, I'll have the links of uh, the, the video channel so that you'll be able to come in and look at this. And just as that's opening up, because I've looked at different ones and you've done the one for the Christmas lights as well. Uh, yeah, this was one of the act for ya. And are you allowed to send them by email or is everything by registered letter? So uh, at least in Romania and most probably in the EU, you are allowed to send them an email, but I think most of the countries allows you to send uh, uh, by email now at least. Uh, but uh, I have limited experience, like my experience is with Romania. I know people doing it in India, which uh, they can also send by also by email. Uh, and uh, Slovakia was knowing, and uh, Portugal, and some US, of course, you can send. But uh, I'm guessing that most of them, uh, they allow you by to send by email. So what I'm referring with, uh, like the one of the Act FOIA requests that I sent was uh, for removing the snow. And uh, you send uh, the same question to multiple uh, cities and each city will give you an answer like for example 900 something uh, and you will get multiple answers and based on the all of the answers so if we ask like 300 cities in a country and let's say we have 100 responses we ask like okay what's the cost per kilometer for removing the snow and we want to have the same thing that we compare so if we compare one kilometer in one city we want to compare with one kilometer in another city uh, or we compare by, I know, the number of persons living in that city. So something that we can compare so we can say like, okay, this city compared to others, taking everything is the same. These are some of the differences. And uh, we have this uh, and we get the average price, like what's the average price paid for this specific thing. And then we can identify which are the local authorities that are paying much less than this. So these are kind of like some good practices. And uh, we also identify if in 200 cities that we ask, or 100 cities that we ask, we get uh, an average pace, price of 400 for one kilometer of removing the snow. Then we identify local authorities where the average price or, or the, the price for that city is 2,000 or 5,000 euro. This is like 10 times more than the average. 
and this is usually when corruption happens. So I did it with the Christmas lighting, and I was asking uh, about, like, I don't know if I should go more into the technical details of how to send a FOIA request or. Well, what we can do is maybe, um, yeah, we can. Um... Uh, give links later so that people yeah, yeah, you know, and exactly. if you want shared forms and everything so that they, they can do it but like getting onto the Christmas tree lights because like not everybody responded are they are they legally obliged that they should respond so that's the problem in a way because this is a country by country so for each country you will have different regulations but from what I observed uh usually is in is into the responsibility of the pens, person sending to to do a follow up so uh, in my case i had uh, for the christmas lights i had around 100 so i i have i had 42% i think response rate so two out of three cities that i answered i asked they never replied back and i should have uh, like go and uh, put uh, uh, and going going court to, with almost 200 cities which I didn't do because I didn't have a lawyer to help me to set up everything to do. And there are some costs involved there also. I didn't do it. And the legislation in Romania is really actually very lax in the sense that there is almost nothing that that person will happen to them if they don't reply directly. You you can first, uh, and one of the stupidity is that first, the first thing that you can do, you can uh, write an uh, administrative complaint to the director of the institution. And 95% of the time, the director of the, of the institution is the one that is mostly put in political, because of some political ties there, so not based on competency. And that uh, the director will be the one that they, he will not want to share this information. So you, your first step is like, yeah, complain to him and he will be like, okay, I don't care. And, uh, the other step will be then to, to go to in, in a legal battle. Uh, and in one or two years, you probably win and then you have your data and for them it's okay because the, usually for them it's like, okay, even if two years in two years, we have much more time to steal. So if they don't get the data now and they will get it in two years, in two years, we will finish our ma mandate. We will probably not be reelected and I don't know, probably we can skip the country or stuff like that. So if somebody else, yeah. And some of the people, especially people that are like really short focused, short time focused, they're not focused on the long run that much. So for them, it's like, yeah, two years when I can steal 200,000 every year is much better than I would earn from the minimum salary or from like, I don't know what kind of salary they would have in other places. And do you have um, like a duration? Because any time I get something from the city, they tell me I must respond within seven days or it's just considered, are you allowed to do the exact same thing to them? Where you say, I need this information by, you know, X amount of days? Mm, so the legislation is pretty clear here. Um, usually if they will not, if they will uh, give you uh, a negative response, they should reply in less than five days and say like, hey, we cannot do this. We cannot answer to this because you ask something that is military secret or whatever. Uh, after that, uh, if if the request is complex and it will take more than 10 days, they need to reply before these 10 days to say like, hey, because of uh, because of your request and how complicated is it? It is uh, we will get you will get a response in 30 days and this is the maximum. So in 30 days, everything that you send should get a response back. In reality, I have requests where I got uh, answers after two months, which theoretically that is not even legal yet because they should have already answered. And uh, now with COVID, but now, okay, I understand it's COVID and things like that. I had some, uh, and it is interesting. One of the requests that I'm doing now, I want to create a map with uh, and a database that not even the local authorities have. And uh, the aim is to ask all of the cities in Romania at, at start and then all of the ministries and all the local authorities to ask them the list with all of the buildings and all of the, the plots of land that the local authority, uh, the, that the, that city or town or village own. So all of the places that they own and if they rent it to somebody else, to whom and for how much money and for what time period. 
So in this sense, we can have a list of all of the public, like all of the public publicly owned land. And if they are renting it or if they are offering for fee or things like that to political parties, to churches, to private corporations, at least we will have a public uh, view of all of this. Like currently nobody has this, probably the IRS, like the Romanian IRS, they kind of know this because of the taxes paid, but they don't publish anything. So this will be kind of the first publicly available map of the all of the places owned by the local authorities. Okay, very interesting. And have you, with the different things, like for example, when you've done the Christmas tree lights or, you know, because you've done a lot, I've seen it on the, the website, but just say, for instance, the Christmas tree lights, and you could see it was, I think, per per inhabitant, it was X amount. And you had ones yeah. that could be like three or four times. Does the press ever get involved and kind of go, hey, there's something wrong here? Did you ever get support from the press? So for uh, for some of this, like with the Christian ones, lighting and others, I had uh, interest, especially from the, I didn't get, uh, unfortunately, that much interest in like national press, but uh, I found uh, interest in the local press. It's like, uh, especially for the cities that I was kind of putting them, uh, that I got replies they started writing about it because like, hey, our city is like seventh out of 105 uh, cities most expensive or things like that. So that kind of uh, become uh, a thing in its own. I think also one of the things that maybe I should have done better, it would have been, uh, but I didn't have any money then and things like that to organize like a press conference. I should have like organized a press conference and uh, invite the press and probably do something like a better report where I would explain some of the findings and that would hopefully generated more uh, more outcome and uh, in a way why did I stop it short um, I started doing this after the collective uh, and I did it for like half a year and uh, I sent a list of uh, proposals to the government uh, that was a Technoca government that was for one year uh, and uh, I suggested to them like, hey, this is what I did. This is uh, the request that I sent with the Christmas decoration, with the removing the snow and others. Uh, instead of me spending six months doing all of these searches, let's modify the law and uh, oblige the local authorities to send this information directly to the government because each local authority has this data. They also communicate with the government directly let's create a feed where this data would be passed directly and sent to the local government and the local government they can publish it on their open data portal open gov open the yeah they could uh, they, like a lot of the countries like 50 60 countries i think until now they have uh, they are part of the open i know sorry for digressing a little no no it's yeah. All, yeah, it's relevant yeah they are open to the open government partnership ogp which is a coalition I think started by the US and more countries are, are participating where uh, local authorities and government, they are releasing uh, open data sets that can be used for fee for businesses, for NGOs, for other people interested. So yeah, so they could have put uh, the data there or something like that. But speaking, uh, having a meeting uh, with some people from the government, uh, they told me like, no, we cannot do this. And we have just a technocrat government. We have a one one year mandate before the election will be organized and we cannot help you. And, and yeah, and that I was like, okay, fuck. So because one of my aims with sending this was like, Hey, this is possible. This, this kind of information are possible with this kind of information. We will reduce corruptions because uh local authorities will know that they're kind of monitored and they will be compared by the people because this information will be public because a lot of the times uh, they steal money in different ways because they don't expect people to check i was looking at some of the cities that i send requests and usually they they are numbered so you have like 001002 and you get a number of the request and there were cities, they had like 30,000 people or 40,000 people. And I was sending them a request in December and the number was like 007. So they only get like seven requests all the, all that year. So there is a lot of information that they can hide about 
like, I don't know, how many cars do they have and they travel with and maybe they are abusing that to how many, how much are they paying to remove the, some benches in the park and put others or uh, removing the, the, the roads and rebuilding the roads and other things like that. And if we don't check as citizens, then they will be like, they will, nothing will happen to them. And I, I don't think people kind of realize how a lot of this corruption is done. So, for example, if there's a construction contract that's required, they get their own, their brother that owns the company, the charges triple. It doesn't go to a public tender to get the best price for the, the city. And like services as well, and catering, it is just rampant from what I have seen. So, like, I'm wondering what's the actual best way because you're basically trying to, approach the government saying, hey, they're bad boys, but they're all in it together. Like even the court yeah. system. I mean, I've had a, a hundred court cases, e even recently a, a ruling where the, the court said that the tenant should pay like about 8% of what the rent should be and that they couldn't for four years, uh, the last four years, they didn't need to pay that just because it's the city's problem for tenants that don't pay. So now they've left it on me and I'm guilty. And another thing, and I'm just curious, when I start fighting the city um, about rents that they're supposed to pay me, i just give you a quick uh, explanation yeah. and sort of for the, the listeners as well. Well, myself and another guy, we had a, like a tenement houses and the tenants, not all of them, a lot of them didn't pay. So like the city then is, is supposed to um, find, you know, you have to go through the eviction process and if the city doesn't have a place from then the city's supposed to pay you the rent they don't so then you have to sue the city and when you start suing the city they just attack you from every single direction you know technical inspectors like the cleaning uh, police and all this and i was just bombarded from attacks and like we had court cases where tenants weren't paying us and we were losing so it was actually costing me money to go through the process to get paid for rent that we were legally entitled to get and the city is like no, it's your problem. And if we wanted to move them, we had to provide accommodation equal or better. And the tenant could say, no, I don't like that. So like, <laughs> yeah. And and then I go through, I see court cases with the judges. And I, I lost the plot a few times. I just started screaming at the judge. I said, yes, Sarah, how could... And they just put their head down. They know it's corrupt, but they don't care. So that's what frustrates me so much. Like, and I mean, you you obviously seen this as well. Like you're fighting a system, like local authorities, they're in bed with the the government they're all in cahoots together they're all they're giving a percentage to them as well so like how can we actually change this because I, I like i'm inspired by what, what you've been doing you know it's, it's very impressive with the different uh ones the information that you've been getting and have you have you actually got a team of people that's doing that for say the christmas lights because that's a lot of work sending out all these different uh to different authorities and just tracking it as well yeah, no, it would have been nice to have a team. So with this, I almost did 90% myself. I had to help with some some of the the processing because some of the responses are coming like PDFs and things like that. So I needed, and some of them was like handwritten. So I needed volunteers to like, okay, look at the handwritten and help it translated in something that the computer can understand. But uh, this is why, like, it took six months for that to do, uh, and uh, some of the things that I kind of uh, and this is like also I kind of optimized already because I'm like sending a template directly to them. So even if they will reply back, they will reply back using my template. So even if it's like a PDF, at least the the images will have kind of the same structure. So that uh, that still helps a little with uh, what I'm. Uh, what I'm uh, doing. So I, I'm kind of optimizing with some of the things. Basically, uh, it can be still uh, automatized more, but uh, I need uh, like some financing. I need around, I don't know, $50,000 or something to be able to create an app that would, uh, would allow us to, oh, I was looking at some of the answers if I have a template to show, but not all of them but, are positive. Yeah, sure. What you can do maybe is even send me and we can put it on the links of the description. But like, are most of the time, like you have a template? So like with, with a template, are you actually writing mostly the same thing, but just changing 
yeah for christmas lights or are you constantly realizing okay i can get additional information rather than just say how many lights are you allowed to ask like 10 different questions on one oh uh, yes you can you can but uh, the problem is when you send too much from on one single request is that uh, they will uh, they will answers to like they will give answers to like six of them and then they will kind of forget or they will not write to the seven and maybe the seven was the most important one that you wanted so that's the risk when you are asking like hey give me this and this and this and this that uh, you will get some of the answers but uh, you will not get all of it and then you will complain like hey we didn't give you an answer no actually i give you an answer look this is an answer yeah but you didn't reply to that so it's a lot of he said you, you said kind of uh, and things when so. you're di it's different if you're dealing with one but if you have got so many different local authorities that you're dealing with that's a lot of uh, correspondence and just trying to have a system in place that you don't actually you know, yeah usually sense. like what i'm doing i'm using uh, google uh, spreadsheet i have uh, templates in google spreadsheet where like i have the list of the emails that i want to send uh, and when i'm sending a batch of emails then i will uh, i will check it there so i i don't i know how to not to send again to them and uh, after that uh, i have some columns where i'm sending like okay on what date did i send the request okay on 10 of february perfect so they have 30 days to reply so i know like okay they, ha they have less than 10 days things like that and for some of the local authorities i would call them and be like hey i sent an email 20 days ago uh, can you please uh, check and give me a number because they are obliged to give you this number because if i don't have this number this is pointless in a way because that number is uh, how you know like okay this is my request and uh, also when you will go in, in court with them you you can already say like hey this is the official request that i got from them with the number 20 from like 14 of february 2021 so from that day when i have i know that i have the 30 days running uh, when i uh, which is the maximum date until then until when they have to to give a uh, reply you know that um in ireland recently uh one of the like it, we we don't have many good journalists but one one that they they've done the freedom of information act to the health authority asking them about are you able to isolate the COVID, and they got the response saying no which basically proves that all the lies that are going around so like you know like we can look at this on like obviously the christmas trees construction sites the renting is very there's so many different things that are extremely important but there's other ones as well like you know that it's just like that the one-off have you done ones like that that it's uh, more of a specific to the government that rather than the whole local authorities have you done ever done any ones like that uh so uh, uh, say again like which kind of like uh, this lady wrote to the, uh, about for the local the health authority about asking about the COVID. I, I don't know does it go through the the actual the irish government or does it go to the the health authority probably the government i'm assuming but she got the response with the letter and she you know we were all sharing it because it was uh, you know important but just wondering have you done ones that are kind of one specific as opposed to when you're reaching you have to go to yeah. all the local authorities uh, so, um, first, uh, how do FOIA request uh, usually in most of the countries? So you, you as a citizen, probably you don't know like that, uh, that specific city or that specific mi ministry, uh, has like tw 25 departments. You will not know which department is. So usually you send uh, the request, you give it to like to the secretary or you find like a sent a place to send an email. And uh, in that city that will receive the email, they they should uh, identify like, okay, this is about urban planning. So we will send to the planning commission uh, to give an answer of this is regarding taxes. So we will send to things like that. So the your email or your request should flow, uh, the public authority should uh, uh, move it so if you are sending to the government but you are actually asking like the ministry or something they should uh, forward it to the lock to the relevant uh, actor so this is just uh, first and yeah i send a uh, different uh, requests that were specific uh, for example uh, we had um, all the mayor from bucharest which was kind of a corrupt uh, person uh, she she did one of the most stupid things 
uh, without kind of announcing people that much uh, and without planning, uh, she decided uh, to to move one of the biggest arteries that uh, a lot of cars were coming there uh, to to move it uh, and to to create one uh, one lane for uh, public buses. Which yeah, of course, this is really good, like exclusive public buses. But they only did it for like a small portions of like 500 meters or one kilometer or something like that, which didn't make that much sense. And uh, it created a lot of uh, bad traffic there. Uh, people didn't have where to leave their car. So, you okay, I would want to take that bus, but I don't have to leave where to leave the car. So it was a lot of, uh, yeah, it didn't make sense. And uh, I sent like a, a request asking them like, I want to know like, how many because and uh, and also so uh, cars couldn't pass into the into that road they created a lot of small they put a lot of small cones uh, on the road and uh, i sent a request asking like okay how many cones were uh, put what's the cost of them what's the company that uh, added them uh, and uh, also i don't know some different things that i asked but this was like a really, really specific question and i got the answer and Actually, the cost wasn't that much, so it was like ten thousand euros for all of them, which it isn't uh, something inflated, probably for what they used. So probably it was more of stupidity of why they did that, and it kind of backfired on them. But uh, yeah, so at least was like this was my personal curiosity. Okay, did they do that because of corruption or not? How could I find out? Somebody paid for uh, creating this. Uh, so let's find out who. Who, what what company did that and uh, we did it uh, like I think I have like 20 30 40 requests that were more uh, specific and not uh, tailored to all of the public authorities uh, most of them are when other people uh, approach me like hey I know you sent a lot of FOIA requests I also want to send a request but I don't know how to start and then okay I will start asking them like okay what are you trying to figure out so things like that so we can identify okay if do you want this and this? This will probably the the Ministry of Education or different ministries based on what they need to find out. And uh, like so, with um, the freedom of information, you've mentioned obviously you know, you know about Romania, but for those because like this podcast, I I think is last I looked it was like ninety three countries, so it's kind of and it's big in in America as well how do people actually check like first of all with america is that done per state because america seems to be like it's like europe really it's not like you know one country each each uh, state seems to have their own laws so must they is that the way it's currently under uh, america uh so in america is federal from what i understand so like each state yeah they have their own laws so some will have guns some will not have some will have legal weed and other things like that so yeah, they are kind of in a way their own state uh, their own country ish uh, for some of the things that they can decide and for others they is that but the regarding national. like the freedom of information do you know what way does it work under local law or is it federal law uh, so FOIA theoretically you can request to all of them so I'm, I'm not sure if they are different uh, I, I will share a little the screen and I will kind of share my thought process of how I would go about it so I would kind of start searching if to see because the FOIA the Freedom of Information Act is like national but not sure if like some of the things could differ for example uh, uh, they can request a small uh, cost uh, if you need to like uh, if they need to do like a Xerox of something to do some copies to you. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, the FOIA I... doesn't apply to the Congress, the courts, or the central office of the White House. No, does it apply to records in the custody of state or local governments? All state governments have their own FOIA type statutes. Okay. So basically, and for people that are in other countries, they just do the same. They'll do go on and do a search and just check their country and to see that 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 it is available. Yeah, and um, I will search. There were like two, three really good uh, websites which uh, which uh, have uh, kind of centralized informations for different for different countries like how, who, about how is the law implemented what you can ask and different things like that right to know i think was one of them or 
optional table, updated list, blah, blah. I will uh, search for the websites because there are some good websites uh, that uh, that uh, they, like, I know I was using the two of them for when I was doing uh, some of my trainings about FOIA because I had like people, I, I last year I was a speaker for uh, in Mexico. So I was, okay, what Mexico has? And actually Mexico is a really good example. Uh, they have a website, ACA, the anti-corruption. There is a, this is also like, if you want a good uh, conference, the Academia contra la Corrupción, the Academy Against Cor Corruption in Americas, ACA, I was a speaker there last year or two years ago. Uh, and doing my research, I discovered that uh, they have a national platform of, trans of transparency, the PNT, they call it. And this is like marvelous. I'm like dreaming to have this in Romania or somewhere around the world. Because look at this is like uh, perfect. So we have identify what public information are already available. And then you can choose like, okay, this is a state or a federation, what institution. So this would be the institution. You you can search like, okay, for each year and then you can have like, okay, different statistics, the organizational structure, everything. And you don't need to care that much. You just need to select what public institution you want and you have uh, the informations like the official gazette, uh, which is like where all of the different laws that are passed at uh, the state of the federational, uh, the, the minutes, all of the meeting minutes are published here. Uh, if the offer scholarships, if uh, loans and debts, uh, the patrimonial status of the different objects that uh, they have, everything they have it here. Uh, almost everything they have some errors, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is like really really nice. Uh, and I didn't see that uh, in Romania we don't have. And also, if okay, you first go there, you identify because yeah, I kind of forgot to tell that like some of the information you will probably already find, but if you don't find then yeah, you, you need to request this information. And in this sense, uh, for in this website for Mexico, you just select the public institution that you want to ask and you, you are not limited to one. You can choose, I think, ah, 33 institution. And uh, then you, you, you put your request that you want you help them. Like if you have something to facilitate different things, like I'm interested just in events happened in the two and third of February or whatever you want. You help them filter. How do you want to receive uh, updates? If you have some attachment, if you want it online or you want it, blah, blah. But yeah, this is like really, really perfect. And uh, I think this is a model that or the, we should uh, tell to our, uh, and we should, uh, yeah, we should tell to our elected officials about this platform and ask them why we don't have it, like, or why we don't have something like this. If you don't have, maybe you're lucky and maybe you're living in some country that you already have. And um, there is also, like I was saying, the Open Government Partnership, the OGP, and this is uh, 78 uh, countries already participate in that. Basically with this, uh, they're promoting like open government and sharing of data. So if you want to search different information, I will start here. So if you have us OGP data us, let's say they have a directory open governorship data.gov probably yes, this usually it's like data.gov or for each, uh, we have almost 200,000 data sets. So for this, like, because uh, first, before you can send the FOIA for different things, especially if you want information for like the different uh, parts, like I was doing for like all of the countries, uh, cities or things like that, start with this, like, okay, what, uh, what's already here, what's already existing. And you can filter based on like federal or city or some universities or governments or which organizations are publishing this. And you can find a lot of things based on what you need, starting with these uh, data sets. And after that, yeah, if not, if you don't find, then send a request to find your uh, data there. Mm, 
I'm just wondering, um, is it possible? Because I know that I know you're big into the you know Google spreadsheets, and I, I know that you've shared a lot of them as well. Because I was able to find some of the ones that you have done, and it's impressive, you know, just all the details that they, that you you've given. But perhaps maybe because you know, with all the listeners around the world, you know, maybe people might set up for their respective country, and we could create uh, like a, a Google Dom for each country and how they can the, the right websites and maybe the forms as well that we could have a template you know and then perhaps what they've actually done because the last thing you need is 500 people doing the exact same thing you know it's better to that they concentrate on different ones and the other thing is like i'm i'm looking at kind of obviously solutions because it's great getting this information but going through as you mentioned the slow process of um, the courts i think it's a uh, name and shame does a lot better so like if we can reach influencers you know have a circle of influencers you know between bloggers podcasters and all these different people you know with huge followings on instagram and youtube that they yeah. in like when you give them the information hey look at this this doesn't add up you know the average price is like you know 10 bucks and they're charging 100 100 you know you you know that there's corruption going on and by, you know, everybody getting on board, the press then can't ignore it because, the, you know, people will listen to the influencer rather than you trying to spend so much time. So, like, even if we can do that and get the same kind of people together that are on board for this. Right. Totally agree. Like, and unfortunately, at least my personal experience with influencers didn't go that much like I, we have some people that are kind of interesting and helping us but most of the influencers uh, at least in uh, romania and eastern europe they didn't uh, kind of participated that much because some of them will be like oh no we don't do politics and things like that which is stupid everything is politics and you should accept that and you should play your part and uh, some of them are not uh, getting involved because uh, they have like records with like cat music or some uh, different music label that uh, kind of uh, can sever their contract with them if they get engaged in political actions or things like that which yeah but this was mostly with our protest with the FOIA maybe they will be more open because this is not directly attacking the government or of overthrowing it so yeah maybe with the FOIA we can have some better requests. I, I wanted to share also like macrock.com. This is um, a website where you can uh, kind of, this is kind of going into that way of like sending a request around. But uh, the, from what I know, this is only US and I'm not sure. Yeah. So yeah, I think this is just for the US, which will help you like, okay, you want to send a, a FOIA request and, and basically this is kind of helping you instead of, okay, I need to search the office of the mayor and see which is the email and send that email and stuff like that. You can use it, uh, you can send via MacVoc. And uh, here, uh, one advantage is that also if you will get a response, the response will be publicly available because even now, like a lot of public authorities are getting questions, are answering questions, and sometimes they will answer 300 times to the same question to 300 people, different people instead of publishing somewhere it so everybody can find it and we don't need to ask it again. And Macro kind of does that, so at least they're making the information public. And I, I spoken with them like, hey, can we kind of adapt Macro to to allow for act FOIA request and to allow to to create to 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 fork it to make it something more globally and uh, currently or at least when i spoke with them uh, it was kind of out of scope what i wanted to, to to do so in the future for the act foia and for what i'm doing with like allowing because my my vision is the same as you're saying uh, like i would be able to send a a, a request and I will have an answer in uh, Bucharest, let's say in the capital of Romania, then somebody else can send the, the same request using a website where they would just need to say like, okay, I'm living in Paris. I want to send the same request for the Christmas lights or whatever to my city. They would send the request to Paris and then somebody else will send the same request in uh, Nigeria or they will send it in South America. And then uh, when we will get uh, the responses, uh, we will be able to compare like, okay, Nigeria is 
paying three times more than Paris, which will be a news in itself. If we will have this kind of data, we'll be like, wow, okay, so what's much more, how can it be much more expensive in jail compared to to Paris or different things like that? A city, I, I'm trying to think of it. No, 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 but yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I mean, because like, sometimes they'll be able to justify it and it'll be very hard to prove. But when you're looking, especially in European countries as well, because you can look at the average income and different things and go, hey, this isn't adding up. So yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. No, brilliant. And uh, because a lot of the times people don't know exactly what to request, because like even for me, I started uh, writing, I have a list with around 100 suggestions of what I could request. And this is, these are based also like also on Mark Rock or other websites that they are collecting requests that were sent or others were my own ideas of different things that I didn't find them available. So uh, this would, in, in this sense, like Mark Rock and others are really good if you kind of know what you want to send. Like I have a specific request and I want to send it and this will help us. But uh, you will find a lot of people and especially like I'm, I'm imagining like influencer or others that would uh, suggest to people instead of like, because a lot of people are lazy and I know I'm also lazy. Like if, it, if I can find a website where I can do something in less than five minutes and I know it, this will contribute to something, I will do it. So in this sense, you could have like, okay, pick one of the 10 different act FOIA requests. Uh, one will be with the, uh, with the, let's say the Christmas decoration, or there will be like, uh, I don't know, pollution factors in our country or water quality or uh, different things that it could be that, that you don't have already available data. And uh, you could uh, select, okay, I want to send this request to the city where I am or to three cities or things like that. And uh, by having this, and then the user will just get an email back in 30 days or something like that, which if we send it using our own kind of from the website directly, then the user doesn't need to be that involved. Like he will get a ping, but we already get the information back from the government. And uh, we just process the template because we will send the template and we just process the template and kind of the user doesn't need to do almost nothing. He just need to be kind of the legal person that is sending the request. So we don't kind of abuse ourselves and send like 1 million requests to all of the cities in the world. Exactly. No, these are actually a person living in California or living in the US that send 10 requests in other parts of the US because you are, you are allowed to ask in other parts of the your country. And sometimes you have a lot of tools called in other countries, but this depends. Like usually the best approach is to be from that country that you're sending. At least what this is what I observed. If you are a journalist, then of course it's maybe more flex in sending in other parts, but I don't know. Well, I, I just hope that the, the journalists, the, the journalists start becoming journalists instead of actually you know, just regurgitating the lies that they've been told around the world because, and that's why I think the people need to become, you know, the journalists. And what I would love to see, because we you know we've set up the, the Freedom Broadcasters and we're kind of, you know, we're adding people now in different systems and like our purpose is we're, we're not happy with the way mainstream is, we're not happy with the censorship. And I think something like that. So we could add this to it with all the different links and everything and just get different people involved. So whoever, you know, wants to reach out, let's let's create something. Because I always say that, that if something doesn't exist, let's create it, you know, because if it's going to help humanity, you know, like <laughs> that's what we all want. You know, we can't be like a lot of people are kind of going, oh, is it Trump? Is it Biden? Is it this? Is it that? You know, hoping someone else, you know, hope isn't the strategy. You know, if we want to make change in the world, it's by doing things like this. And I think, like, I know that a lot of the influencers, they, they don't they don't want to do them. But I have seen a few. I'm watching some. There's people coming out exposing. So, you know, that's all you need. Because at the end of the day, more people will start following them. And the others will lose their support if they're too, if they're tiptoeing and just trying to be, you know, do comply with what society wants them to do. Like I believe we can actually make a huge change. So what what I would love is um, one if you can you know be giving me the different links you know that I can include in the podcast description and um, yeah 
but like I would love to get you, you know, if you're interested, get you on the the freedom broadcasters that we can actually do this because this is something that I believe will change the world. Because when I saw it, and I've seen other people doing it as well, but like you have, it's amazing what you have been doing, you know, and the fact that you've been doing most of this yourself, you know, at your own costs. It's incredible, you know, like, it, it, I don't know, do you have a donation page or something like that? But I, think- uh, I had uh, like uh, a Patreon page uh, where currently we, because two years ago we started uh, something called the Activist House. Uh, I don't remember the link, right, but yeah, I will send it. Uh, we started uh, the activist house where we were doing trainings and workshops to teach people. And in the first year of, of activity, we had around 5,000 people uh, coming to that house and participating in some of the events that we were doing. But now with the pandemic, we stop it. And uh, currently we are just doing some of the parts online. Okay. Okay. No, oh, perfect. So, yeah, I mean, like we, we'll get as much information to people because, you know, like we'll give them the templates, give them, them examples of ones that you've done. So how, how can people get in contact with you, Florin? So uh, the best uh, way, this is really good. Like I love, I don't know if you know about that me, this is a website that uh, allows you to put a lot of profiles. So this is like a good, uh, because if you search like, I don't know about me, Florin so then you can find like okay this is the facebook the github the medium the linkedin the twitter quora i love quora i love spending time there and feeding other people engine list so this would be one of the things and of course email like my email is bodysaflorina.gmail.com and i will also send it to to you and yeah here you like usually i'm active no, that's, on a, that's a, yeah that's a, i mean just those for listening i mean that's that that's an impressive you know the, the about me page so we'll we'll have uh, all the links for that so you can you know i mean basically one page with all the social media links it's ideal yeah exactly it's like perfect one click and you don't have yeah to go in other places or have all the links written down you know it's it's so much better with the actual buttons showing you know the linkedin or the facebook so yeah idea yeah like one of my far-fetched idea in the future is related with the life api to because currently a lot of our data is it's in a way it's not yet our data so like even here my data is on this website about that me and i put some of the data and I have it on Facebook in other parts like that, but I would see a future where uh, we will have uh, like a live API that uh, would that it would be a kind of above like Facebook or Instagram or other websites, and uh, this would come like in my vision with like legislation where if you have a social media website uh, that has at least like five to ten million users, you should allow for people to be able to export uh, their posts or messages or the things like that to other services and export it in real time kind of. And uh, with this live API, the idea would be for me, like when I'm doing some posts on Facebook or other parts like that, all of them to kind of uh, also some of them that I select to go to that live API. So in the future, if, if I close my Facebook or things like that, I still have all of my posts saved there and at the end of the life when I'm will die, I can choose to like, okay, this will become public. This will, I will hide them or things like that. And you could also answer to questions like, okay, what's your favorite books or what's your, uh, I don't know, different preferences or things like that. And to be kind of abstracted of all of the different social medias and just to be about you and your persona in different places, uh, centralized into one place. That would be like a no, no, that makes Wikipedia. Because yeah, no, it's extremely hard to even download your contacts and everything. They make it so difficult. So yeah, that makes sense to to, to have the ability to do that. Yeah. No, listen, it's been fantastic. Um, you know, we've we've all the details. They'll be all in the podcast description. Those that are listening, you know, I'd encourage you just to kind of go on and look at the the video. You can just check the time if there's a certain area that you're interested in something, and look at the websites that he's been shown. But we'll have all the links in the description. So, Florin, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, and I love what you're doing. Keep keep the fight up. Thank you. Thank you very much. So that's all for the Awakening Podcast. You'll find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. We're on BitChute as Awakening Bar- Podcast. Until next week, take care. There's a time.